You're listening to the Driving Confidence Podcast for drivers who want to be calm and confident on the road. We will be sharing tips, stories and advice to beat driving nerves and anxiety and build your driving confidence. Whether you are just starting out as a learner or have had your driving license for years, if you want to transform how you feel about driving, this podcast is for you. So in this episode, we're welcoming back David from season one to find out how he got on with his last driving assessment. So welcome back, David. Thank you, Tracy. Thanks very much. Good evening, David. Hi, Kevin. So tell us all about it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I had four tests or took four assessments. And the fifth one, I took a completely different approach. I looked at, rather than sort of looking at the examiner, what he may do or what he might not do or something like that, I literally, I printed off all the test assessment results and analysed them. It was almost like your podcast last week, I forget what you called it actually, about where you go deep into things and examine. It was almost the detective work. Yeah, detective. I was almost like a detective, really. (laughs) And why why was I not getting over the line? You know, what were the reasons? So I printed them all off. I went on Google. I retraced all the, the tests, uh, what I did, where I went wrong. The fifth one, I got very close. And I think it was one silly little thing. I got to a one-way street. And for some reason, I went to the, I think it was the right or the left. I can't remember when I shouldn't have done. And I wasn't, I wasn't demoralized actually, the fifth one, because I knew I was close. I knew I had it. It was only a matter of time. It's funny because I didn't have a lot of time to think about it. And I think that fell in my favor a little bit. Took the pressure off. My uh, instructor literally called me on the Monday to say, do you want to do your test or assessment? I call it on the Friday. And I thought, oh, that don't give me a lot of time to prepare. But then I thought, well, I am prepared, you know, let, let's just get on with it. I also had it added pressure of my theory running out at the end of August. I used all these things to kind of motivate me and get me over the line. I used a bit of mindfulness, talking to myself a little bit. The night before, I said, you've got this. My wife said, you've got this. And I just kept saying to myself throughout that 24 hours, You've got these, don't worry, don't stress. And it's funny, the morning, because it was like 7 o'clock in the morning, I also didn't have time to, I literally just got up at 6 o'clock and just did it. And I think that was kind of took the pressure off. And all these little things I put in my favour to try and get over the line. And it's funny, when I got back to the test centre after uh, I pulled into the the test centre car park, and the examiner said to me, David, I've got to tell you, I'm not supposed to tell you until right, right at the end of the test, but you've passed. Your face is like, because I associated with this parking in front of the test centre as failing. My brain had sort of programmed me to think that. And I got in front of it and he said, no, you passed and almost burst into tears, you know. It was like, (laughs) I knew I had it. It was just a matter of time. 
And I remember you saying about that, that where you park, that you park somewhere different. I remember you saying yeah. that in that episode you yeah, did with exactly. us. So, so, <laughs> so in the end, that didn't turn out to be <laughs> the no, case at all. No. And I said, but I always come in front of this test centre and I've, I failed, and he said, that's not necessarily so, so maybe I should tell others, you know, uh, because maybe they think the same. You don't know. Well, first off, congratulations. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. That's really, really good. And what came through there was I am prepared that you've done your detective work and you felt prepared, even though your instructor had said, look, it's Friday, and the first thought was, I haven't got time to repair, but then it's like, oh, I have. Yeah. I did really do a, a lesson beforehand as well. I just literally did a 10 minute sort of parallel park, a couple of sort of maneuvers. I think that helped me. It's probably just me. I need to just get on with it rather than overthink it. Some people like doing 40 uh, minutes, like lesson before. I actually think that's probably not a good idea for me personally. I think that's a question you had asked us previously as well, hadn't it? We corresponded about that. And our response to that was it's different for everybody. Everybody yeah. is so unique yeah. that there is no there is no real answer for that. Yeah. I did a lot of Googling with that question actually, Tracy. You know? Did you? And it and that was always coming out. And I I did ask a few people just to sort of but then I thought, you know, I've got to do it for myself. You know, whatever I feel comfortable with, whatever I need to do to get over the line, I'll do it, you know. And I think that if I had a lesson, it was about perseverance and not giving up. I mean, there are times when I could have given up, but I just didn't want to sort of go through life and think, oh, do you know what, I could have had that license. I could have got through Brilliant. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yes. And that's almost like a numbers game I've heard people say before. And mm -hmm. it's just, you know you can drive, it's just in that situation. And it's, what can I do that's going to make the next one better? What can yeah. I do that's going to improve me? And that's what I'm hearing from you. Yeah, because often I, I think it was a little bit of nerves, you know, because it's funny on the on the one that I put, I got out of the test centre, I got to the the junction, I went to turn right. I slightly hesitated with the traffic that was turning left and right. And I thought, oh, do you know what? I don't know. That might be a serious, might be a major, might just be a minor. So I just reprogrammed myself, stopped, just got on with it, yep. carried on. Whereas I think before I would tend to let it linger in and probably make more mistakes. So I love that. That's those negative thoughts are there, but you controlled them. You managed them, as I've been saying to people this week. And you've managed those thoughts and turned them into a positive one. Yeah, exactly. Because I think a lot of it is driving is driving. You've got to be safe. You've got to be comfortable. You've got to be uh, calm. But also, I think there's a psychological thing to it. 100%. Oh, definitely. Most definitely. <laughs> yeah. And it is, it's a combination of all sorts of things. And I love that you did that detective work, printed out those past assessments mm. and actually looking for patterns, mm. looking for whether there are 
similar things that happen again and again, because that yeah. gives you a plan of action of, oh, I've had the same minor each time or, yeah, exactly. you know, any patterns give you something to work on, don't they? Yeah. yeah. And so that's the driving side. And then, yeah, that not making assumptions just because a mistake happens or it doesn't go quite plan mm. doesn't always, you know, you can't make the assumption that that's a fail. Yeah, exactly. I think that plan of action really put together, you know, and I worked on it throughout that few days. I know it's a few days, but that that was significant for me, planning what am I going to do, how am I going to feel, you know, what I'm going to do if this happens, if that happens. That's, that's fantastic. And that's it's sometimes we always talk about the positives and replaying positive images in your mm. mind. But sometimes it's about putting a little spanner in the works and saying, yeah. well, what would I do if this happened? What would mm. I do if that happened? Yeah. I'm replaying those as well. So, again, you become more confident in that area. Yeah, yeah. I, had, I had a slight image in my head. What if I didn't get through on the sixth one? And then I thought, uh, do you know what? I might beat myself up for a, 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 a day or two, but I'll get back on the hall. Uh, and I remember an not my instructor, but an instructor with another driving school. He said, in the actual test center while I was waiting, he said to me, you've got to pass. Do you know? I said, I've got this. And I don't know, by also telling him, someone else who I didn't know, a stranger, it also put a confidence in my head, you know, that I have got it, you know. Brilliant. Did you see the other instructor when you got back? I didn't, no, because I didn't. I was so emotional. I just, I was like, just wanted to get home and just share the news, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. And I also like that point of doing an early test, which doesn't give you time to brew. It mm. doesn't give you time to ruminate and worry and and stir things up too much. Like you say, you didn't have a lot of time to overthink things either in right. the run-up or on the morning yeah. itself. So you just yeah, had to exactly. get on with it is the way you described it. And, yeah, I think that's really helpful. Yeah, because a lot of them I had like late afternoon or something like that, and sometimes you, your brain's a funny thing, as you know. You can just sort of think to yourself something, and that small thing can put a spanner in your works, as it were. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the phrase that springs to mind, if you always do what you always do, you get exactly. the same results, don't you? Yeah, yeah. And that thought, Kev, was in my head as I I didn't pass the fifth one. I said, I'm doing something. I'm not doing. I'm not doing it wrong, but there's something I'm not doing to get over the line. Yeah, and that little bit of detective work to find that little bit of something. Yeah, and not telling anyone at all. I mean, there's three people that literally knew. You know. Well, for examiner, instructor, my wife, son, no one else, you know. Yeah. So how's the driving since? Okay, so we're sharing the car at the moment yeah. because it takes time to buy, you know, get the right one. I did find one. I was going to look at it Sunday, but uh, the dealer called me to say gone. But, you know, uh, it, it's funny because when I'm driving – our car is completely different to the car that I 
driven during learning. And I didn't realize that as well. It's not that it's wider. It's just completely different. It drives different. It reacts different. Yeah. So I'm kind of getting used to that car, our car, you know, but it's, it's nice to be able to say, I can go to Tesco today. I don't, I don't need my wife or not to pick me up. I can just literally do it myself. I can go to my mum's, you know, and it's that kind of independence. Love it. That's nice, isn't it? That's a, I can see it on your face there, you know, that it's like, yeah, a big smile. You know, I've all, I'm already sort of planning what bigger trips I can go to, probably smaller Cambridge Festival I like to go to. And even going to Cornwall or something like that later on, it's just in your sort of mind, your image, when you per- first get that pink license. Okay, so I've got there. What I'm going to do now? Yeah. And you're still learning because yeah. I'm still picking up stuff when I'm driving with others or I'm looking around, you know, and things like that. Yeah. And that learning never stops. No. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it really doesn't. I, I, I'm still learning things when you say them on the podcast. I <laughs> Really? I've been driving for all this time. I didn't know. <laughs> but the biggest thing that I want to be, now I've got my license, he's a calm driver and a safe driver, you know. And your podcast has definitely been instrumental in helping me get over the line, you know. So I almost feel like you're kind of two friends that I, you know, got got to know quite well. Oh, that's lovely. Thank you very much. Yeah. And that's the whole point of the podcast. It was to help people yeah, that, we, that we wouldn't normally have a chance to help. Mm. You know, that people that all over the country can – or. I suppose podcasts go worldwide. Yes, yeah, they do. Yeah, Um, but that's the sort of thing. He's we're only, but I can only help so many people, and Tracy Mm. can only help so many people. But doing a podcast, we've spread those wings out a little bit more to help more people. We just the stories that you're telling us is is just lovely for us. So, well, I used to I took something away from it definitely every podcast, and I still do. You know, just. Even if it's something small that you've said or heard, you know. Oh, fantastic. You've almost spoiled my fantastic question that I had. (laughs) (laughs) But in a good way, because I was going to say, what did you get out of the podcast that helped you? Mm. uh, Well, I suppose to pass your test, but also to be able to be that confident, calm driver post-test. I think that... The mindfulness side of it, breathing, you know, breathing before I've had a lesson. Because sometimes, I'll admit, before lessons, I did used to get that anxious, you know. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen? Is it going to be really busy? What are the roundabouts going to be like? You know, that kind of stuff. And roundabouts was my kind of nemesis, really. And I'm sure for a lot of uh, learners, it's the same. Yeah. But someone at work helped me. With that, they said about their experience, they said, go on Google and then draw it like you're going to go around with a small car on Google, you know, retrace it. Yeah. 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 Part of your preparation and planning. Yeah. Understand it from a different perspective. Yeah. Because yeah, I'm quite a visual person. I could be told, but I'll also, if it's on the screen, I'll get it much more. Yeah. And that's what we do in our lessons. We use Google Earth quite a lot. Mm. You can see road markings. You can see where other cars have been. 
you can see position of things and it's it just makes it so much easier for people to understand yeah definitely no i agree with that but i always think that things happen for a reason i was meant to pass when i did uh, and all the those years ago it, it's probably going to help me you know in some small way that made me think do you think you were ready sort of back on test two or test three? No, I don't. No, but I, I think, Tracy, I, I didn't tell myself that. And I probably went into it just think, oh, you know, I can just not just do it easily, but probably didn't put in the, the work that I should have done, if I'd be perfectly honest. Yeah. You know, it's almost like a, I don't know, a job application. And anything, if you don't put the work in, you, you're not going to get what you want out, you know. So, yeah, if I, I'll be honest, I don't think I put the work in. Not that I wasn't serious about it, but I think I wasn't sort of open to other things, other people, their experiences, other resources like y- yourselves, you know. And I, always, I would advise anyone to use everything and make it work for you, not the other way around. That's the important thing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Could you hear people say, oh, I'll pass them the first time. It was a doddle or whatever. Well, that's for them, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So what would be your main message then, David, to other people listening who are struggling, who've failed a couple of tests, who failed multiple tests mm. and are beginning to feel a bit downhearted? What would be your main message to them? I think, first of all, I'd say take a little bit of a break. I don't, not too much of a break, but take a three days, four days. Just do something that completely, nothing to do driving. It could be, I don't know, play football or chat, you know, whatever it is, do something to take your mind off it. And then maybe a week later, think to yourself, why did I, why did I not pass? Ask that question. Why did I not pass? write it down, analyze it, almost like a debriefing, I suppose, with yeah. yourself. Don't sort of think like I probably did, oh, the examiner was uh, grumpy, so he had a bad day or something like that, you know. Actually, take responsibility for yourself. Why didn't I? And then listen to your instructor and, and say, and I probably didn't do this, I probably didn't say, am I ready? Uh, And if you're not ready, don't take the test. And I know there's a campaign, is there, uh, Ready to Pass? Yeah. Which is another resource that I used. Great. uh, You know, that week, because I think it came out either that week or before that, uh, just before I was due to take the sixth one. So, yeah, that, that would be my advice. Keep going, but don't continually do something in the same vein if it's not working. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Love that. Love that. And that's going to help so many more people hearing your story, I think. So thank you for sharing. That's been great. No problem. Yeah, thank you so much. And it it really is wonderful to have people come on and tell real-life stories because mm. I do think it is inspirational. It is yeah. what other people need sometimes, just to hear those stories, hopefully resonate with them and, yeah. and for them then to feel that they can keep going. Yeah, and also just to add, I think that get over the age thing, 
because I used to think, ah, too old. <laughs> too old to drive, you know. I mean, I'm not old, too old. And then I used to say to myself, you're not too old, never too old. And, you know, and it, as long as you do it and you want to do it. Age is just a number. Exactly. Exactly. And you can do anything you want. Yes, exactly, Kev. You're right. <laughs> no, I, I mean I've got a, I've got A levels, but I've got a degree. Uh, I've been given awards for my the mental health side of things, and so this is another thing that I can tick off. You know. Perfect. So you're going to have to find a new challenge now. Yeah, I've already thought about it, and at work I'm probably going to do some mentoring. Oh, brilliant! Lovely. I'll probably build in. Some of my experience of that, the driving and keeping on and resilience and not giving up. Mentoring is fantastic because you'll see the benefits both sides. Yeah, exactly. Well, that just leaves <laughs> us to say thank you again, David. Yes. No problem. Thank you. No problem. Congratulations. Yeah, enjoy driving. I will, yeah. Enjoy finding that car eventually. I'll let you know. <laughs> you're going to have to send us pictures i will do yeah <laughs> and me and you has been inspirational and you've helped me a lot so and you've helped me and i'm sure that as you say my story will help others and yeah that is why i did the you know the mental health to help others that are struggling so yeah yeah brilliant thanks again david yeah thank you no problem you take care Thanks again to David for coming back on and giving us an update on where he is with his driving following his previous episode with us in season one. And we hope that him sharing his story will help anybody out there who's feeling a bit downhearted and hopefully give you the encouragement to keep going. If you would like to get in touch, then all of our contact details are in the show notes as always. And until next time, have a great day, whatever you're doing. Thank you for listening to the Driving Confidence Podcast. If you would like to access any of our free tools, go to confidentdrivers.co.uk forward slash free tools and begin to transform how you feel about driving.